Hello, gorgeous friends. Welcome to the Embracing Enough podcast. You know, I've always said that one thing is for sure, and that's that women and girls have some incredible stories to tell. And that's what we do here. We share our stories in the hopes that we'll allow others to feel seen, heard, and hopefully less alone. This is your host, Dina Skippa, founder of Enough Labs, and I am so excited that you're here. And this is our third season. You know, when I started out this podcasting journey, I had no idea where it was going to go. But here we are, having some much-needed conversations around our enoughness, our confidence, and how to own our truth. This season, we're coming together to acknowledge what we've been through and to own the story powerfully without shame and declare that we want more for ourselves. So if you're just joining, welcome. And here's some deets about me. I'm an empowerment coach and a confidence coach, a motivational speaker, a gender equality advocate, and a goal-crushing boss. I love all things dance and even more things travel. I love to laugh, and I've realized that I have a very low tolerance for surface conversation. So it's going to get real over here. But the hope is that you always walk away with something to help you on your journey. And listen... I've been on my own journey in embracing my enoughness for a very long time. I've had to unlearn the toxic narratives that have taught me to abandon myself for far too long. And my obsession with unlearning, well, we're going to be focused on that in season three. And it comes from a desire to connect with you in a deeper, more honest way. To reclaim the fire that we know is living inside of each of us, rather than hyper-focusing on the things within ourselves that we're told we need to fix. Each week, either myself or another incredible guest will will be dropping gems on all things confidence, empowered action, and what we've been consciously unlearning to show up as our fullest selves. The goal is to create space for meaningful, authentic conversation, all while embodying the essence of joy, abundance, and permission every step of the way, and to help you align even closer with your truth. Consider me your personal coach throughout these episodes, your confidant, your ally, and most importantly, your sister friend. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello, you gorgeous queen. Yes, you are hearing correctly. This is your girl, Dina, and this is Embracing Enough, the podcast where we discuss all things related to the truth of how enough we already are. And we are back with season three, and I am so, so, so excited. Yes, I know we have taken quite a few weeks off and we'll get into that but first of all how have you been i hope you're doing okay and if you're not doing okay that's perfectly fine you already know that there is zero expectation over here to be anything but exactly where you are in this moment and i can totally relate because like i said we have taken several 
several weeks off of the podcast. But can I just say, it feels good to be back. I made a promise to myself that I would not sit down to record the first episode of season three until I felt 1000% ready. Because I'm not forcing anything in 2022. And I mean anything. So I hope that you're with me on that one. So let's get into it. Woo! 2022, we are here. And I don't know about all of you out there, but I had very different intentions for what the beginning of 2022 would look and feel like. I mean, December with the holidays and the transition into January, it's always, always exceptionally hard. But this January felt tougher than usual. Both the podcast and I, well, we took these several weeks to just be still. So many emotions were bubbling to the surface, I won't lie. It was hard to juggle. And mostly because I've been going through my own set of personal challenges, mainly related to the decision to end my marriage, but also the grief associated with embracing this new normal change in what feels like this weird space of dreams deferred. And then there were the holidays. And at first, I had every intention of traveling home. Like every single year around the holidays, particularly Christmas that we celebrate, you know, I'm around family. But this year, I just felt totally overwhelmed and was just like, why are you trying to force this? And so I decided for the first time in my entire life to spend the holidays alone. Was it hard? Yeah, a little bit. But it was exactly what I needed to honor where I was in that moment. And I had to let go of the beat up that I was disappointing family and not getting back to friends as quickly as I normally do and just take a breath. I'll tell you, there's a certain level of confusion that someone experiences when they're transitioning from one reality to an entirely different one. It's jarring. It, it feels like whiplash, really. One moment you're in this surreal sort of day-to-day experience. You're perfectly fine going from one task to the next. And then the next moment, you're completely emotional. It's a tsunami, really. And for me, the decision to stay home was exactly what I needed. Because really, the only thing that I could do to honor exactly where I was and preserve my peace was to not be around folks and feel like I had to act like I was fine when I wasn't. And thankfully, my family was beyond understanding and gave me the space I needed. And then it doesn't end there. I also got COVID. Again, 
I was lucky. My case was super mild, but the isolation of it all, feeling like I was in a fog and feeling this level of exhaustion I had never really experienced was all new territory for me. So yeah, (laughs) I was not about to force an episode for season three until I finally felt like myself for real. And I had to get gut level honest and continue to remind myself that when you're ready, you'll be ready. And ooh, she ready. (laughs) She all the way ready. (laughs) But what I've just explained to you is a perfect example of my own unlearning. The fact that I had to consciously interrupt that broken record in my head, you know, that record that sits in many of our heads that has that tendency to repeat the negative thought patterns, that toxic self-talk, the doubts, the worries. You know what I'm talking about. The voices in our head that are telling us that we're not doing enough, we're not working hard enough, we're not trying consistently enough, or that we're flat out just not good enough. And the way that these negative thought patterns repeat themselves, or, or any thought really, can soon become part of our subconscious. And you have to consciously combat these thoughts and replace them with ones that are actually going to feel empowering and supportive to you in that exact moment. So if you take this podcast, I'm not going to sit here and continue to, you know, beat myself up for not showing up or fulfilling what? A a deadline that I'm the only one that's paying attention to? I need to figure out a way to create a thought around the idea that I wasn't ready to record this podcast that would feel really empowering. And that was me saying to myself that I'll know when I'm ready and I don't need to force it. And so I have literally been obsessed with this idea of unlearning for quite some time. I think because not only was I doing it in real time over the last couple of weeks over, you know, the start to the new year. But I feel like I've been on this unlearning journey for a couple of years. And unlearning these past narratives, the stories and beliefs that I've internalized and and haven't really questioned are really like my emotions bubbling to the surface. Like I'm questioning everything. I'm wondering why I've subscribed to so many of these toxic belief systems or the expectations that society deems, you know, is necessary. I'm sitting here questioning it all, questioning it all and wondering when did I get so caught up in needing to believe or go along just for the sake of going along. I don't know if you can chalk it up to me now being blissfully in my 40s. I mean, is it, is it a cliche? I don't know. But I feel like I'm not alone in this. And I feel like there are so many of us who are embracing this idea of the urgency of, the, of, of how necessary it is to unlearn. And it's like I mentioned in the intro, 
season three is going to be a little different. We're dropping episodes weekly, just like last season, except this time with a twist. Now, this season is going to be entirely dedicated to what we are unlearning. And we're going to talk to different guests. I'll obviously pop on to share my perspectives. It's going to be great. (laughs) It might also be really tough and all of it's okay because I'm convinced that embracing your unlearning is the absolute key to who you are becoming. And when I think about what we are unpacking to talk about unlearning, I'm talking about unlearning the judgment. I'm talking about unlearning the doubt. I'm talking about unlearning needing the validation from others. Unlearning the need to play small because you think no one will care. See, what I've been thinking about a lot is unlearning is not about forgetting. It's about the ability to choose an alternative way of thinking. Because when we choose to unlearn, we're stepping outside of the ways that we've grown accustomed to thinking a certain way, that we get to choose a different path. And I personally believe that we have this responsibility to ourselves to really be committed to unlearning these toxic thought patterns that are holding us back. It's like I said, I I feel like I've been on my own unlearning journey for several years now. And just like the past several weeks (laughs) into 2022, my unlearning journey has been anything but easy. Just like all of the things I just mentioned about what we are unlearning. On top of that, I have been unlearning the shame that has defined how I've connected with myself, thought about myself, thought about the things that have happened to me in my past. I'm unlearning the stories that tell so many of us that we have to keep our suffering a secret. I'm unlearning the belief that I have to do it all on my own. And I'm unlearning this opinion that everyone else's needs have to come before my own. I'm finally saying to myself that we can let our stuff be out in the open. Because for so many of us and for so many years of our lives, we're feeling, we feel compelled to think that we can't share the things that bother us, that we can't be upfront about the messiness of it all, the not having it all worked out. And what I think that it connects to, now bear with me, but I really feel like it's a patriarchal narrative that women have had to subscribe to for decades. The one that tells women that we have to be perfect and pleasing at all times. And the reality is, is that we've been sold this confusing bill of goods of what to be and what not to be. That we eventually reach a point where we don't even know who we are anymore. I've seen this happen 
with so many of the clients that I get to work with in conversations with friends, in heart to hearts with family, with my mom. And I think just when you take all of the expectations that are thrust upon girls at an early age to be everything to everyone else, it's no wonder that we find ourselves just damn near confused. And it happens at different times. But how are we even supposed to find the space to be confident when we've been socialized to be those very things, to be perfect and pleasing at all times, and more importantly, to fix things, even when it comes to ourselves? When I talk about unlearning, I'm talking about letting go of all of the stories, the expectations, the shoulds that we as women are told to make sure happens. That shit is heavy. It's a burden, really. And what I've realized is that this propensity to need to fix things. It's a result of patriarchal systems that have been planted into women's minds that have convinced us that it's it's our responsibility to fix things and solve problems. It's because it's what it's expected of us. And my obsession with the concept of unlearning this year, it really comes down to having this to a desire to have deeper, more honest conversations around the burdens that we as women are all carrying and to consider putting it down, to claim that the fire that lives within all of us is there without needing to look at the things within ourselves to fix, to acknowledge what we've been through and to own the story powerfully without shame to declare powerfully that we want more for ourselves so i want to tell you a quick story Over the last couple of weeks, like I said, I was just really taking the time to be still and I had this opportunity which uh, took me to Arizona, specifically Sedona. And I was there in Sedona to work with my coach uh, to really work through sort of the vision that I wanted uh, to, to map out and unpack for 2022 for NF Labs. And I've been to Sedona two times prior, and this time was completely different. So I was there with a mastermind group of other female entrepreneurs, and it was exactly (laughs) the kick in the pants that I needed. Because I'm not gonna lie, I found myself in the first couple of days, just kind of looking around the room, being like, wow, these women are so much further ahead than me. And I had to really level set 
because I was unraveling. And I, I had to say to myself, you got yourself in this room for a reason. And there's so much that you are going to be able to learn from these women who have been in your exact position just a couple of years prior. So rather than get intimidated and get all up in your head, why not humble yourself and actually ask for support, ask for what you need? So, you know, I allowed myself the little bit of a pity party for like, I think it was like a day. And then I was like, all right, enough. So I think it was like day two of this mastermind retreat that I was a part at. And my coach, April Franks, was at the front of the room sort of setting the tone for a bunch of sessions that we were about to have. And she said something that felt like a literal punch to the gut for me. And she said, you know, authenticity is hard for people who have lived the majority of their lives being performative. I was like, damn. I'll say it again. Authenticity is only hard for those who have lived the majority of their lives being performative. Now, authentic is a word that has been thrown around a lot lately. And when we think of people as authentic, we think of them being themselves. We think of them being reliable and trustworthy and generally resistant to the whims of the moment or the emotional approval of the quote-unquote crowd. But when authenticity is performative, it means that our specialness or our you know, level of self-realization has to be performed, that it can only be done for the attention and the visibility, which unfortunately is very much a reality in this age where social media, social media reigns supreme. And so when April said that, what it immediately made me think about was the fact that how can someone feel aligned with their specialness, with their authenticity, if they have lived a life where they have felt like they have to perform? And by perform, I mean that they have had to anticipate the needs of others before even having the space or permission to recognize what they needed within themselves. And what I immediately thought about was all of the ways that women in particular can abandon themselves. And it being yourself, being your most authentic self can end up feeling like this exhausting, overwhelming chore when you've been hyper conditioned to think that you need to be all of these things or no one will love you or accept you if you're, if, if you're, if you're being something that you've received a message that is, isn't tolerable. And all too often we as women and have just grown up with a certain array of stories 
telling us what's appropriate and what's not, what's acceptable, what's not. And I think when you have abandoned yourself, when there is this essence of you that feels performative, you will have a hard time trusting yourself. And I say all of this because it is my story. There's been so many years that I have gone on hiding parts of myself, hiding my feelings, my beliefs, or ideas so that I could fit in or please other people. I can recount so many times where I've diminished and discounted my feelings because I didn't think either they mattered or that someone would really care in the way that I needed them to. And this is self-abandonment. So when I think about what April said about authenticity being hard for those who have lived the majority of their lives being performative, I felt like she was saying that to me. Because of course authenticity is going to feel performative if you have spent a majority of your life abandoning yourself. And when we abandon ourselves, what we're really saying is that we don't value ourselves, that we, when we don't act in our own best interest, and when we don't encourage and comfort ourselves, these are all examples. When you think about, maybe this sounds like you, you know, it's definitely my story and I can relate in it is, you know, when you when you're not trusting your instincts, when you're second guessing yourself, overthinking, letting others make decisions for you, or in the ways that we people please and seeking validation from others or suppressing your needs and interests so that others can be pleased, the hiding parts of yourself, the perfectionism, the self-criticism and judgment, the not honoring your needs, not acting according to your values, the codependent relationships, the not speaking up for yourself, All of these examples of the ways that we abandon ourselves is what needs to be unlearned. And the more we get in alignment to unlearn these things because they have framed the very toxic thought patterns that we've subscribed to unknowingly, they've just been in the driver's seat without a question. (laughs) They are literally robbing us from just showing up as our fullest, most authentic, most aligned self, the one that is given full permission to be joyful, to be at peace, to be unequivocally, unapologetically themselves. And I just feel like self-abandonment is a learned behavior. It's a way that you tried to cope with unhealthy or dysfunctional dynamics. Particularly in your family. Like, think about it. When you think of children, they are dependent on adults to meet their every emotional and physical need. But take someone who lived in an unpredictable chaotic or abusive family 
you learn to hide your true self. You act like a chameleon. You morph into whatever role will keep the peace and help you avoid the ridicule, the put-downs, the emotional pain. You learn to suppress your feelings and needs, that your worth depends on what you accomplish or do. And by the way, whatever you do, it's never enough. But that your needs, your interests, your goals, they don't matter, that you don't deserve love and compassion. And self-abandonment is self-destructive. I've had to get really, really clear with identifying those root causes of pain and those those original moments where I personally learned to abandon myself. And I've shared that my father's journey with addiction, you know, the way that my parents came to the decision to ultimately separate and divorce, um, the chaos that ensued from that decision, you know, I had this breakthrough moment in Sedona at this um, center that that was focused on on healing uh, and energy work. And and I had this complete breakthrough experience with with a um, with a healer and coach who, who was working with me, who had me basically transport myself in a memory back to when I was nine. And I saw myself so clearly on the foot of the bed while my mom was telling us that she had decided, um, and she was telling us that, that my parents were getting a divorce. And I, you know, in the years that ensued, I obviously, you know, learned more about the reality of what was going on. And obviously trying to explain it to a child is not the easiest thing. And I will, I could never imagine what that must've felt like for my mom. But I, I was brought back in that moment to think that, to realize how, how much like the weight of that experience and what it really did to me in terms of the learning, the learned behavior around abandoning myself. That on some level, I had internalized this message that I had to take care of everyone and that my needs, you know, really couldn't, couldn't be acknowledged. I had to make sure that I was being that chameleon and, 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 and making sure that I could morph into whatever was needed. I wanted to fix things. And what working with that healer and coach did for me was to allow myself to really see that nine-year-old version of me, to see her innocence and her vulnerability and, you know, really just give her so much love because it wasn't possible in that moment. There was just so much going on the learned behavior of self-abandonment is real. And I think sometimes for some people, abandoning yourself may have been a necessity during childhood, but it isn't helpful anymore. And so I think that there are very real ways 
that we can begin to trust and value ourselves, but we have to be in a commitment to unlearning these destructive patterns. So that's what we're going to be unpacking in season three. Unlearning all of the stories that have told us that in essence, our needs, our desires, you know, the, the ways that we get to show up, you know, are all of these things are, are, are worthy of our attention and that we get to stop abandoning ourselves and start creating a loving relationship with yourself because you get to allow yourself to have feelings and needs to allow yourself to be creative and quirky and uniquely you to treat yourself with compassion and to stand up for yourself. And these are just some of the ways that, that self-abandonment gets to be no longer the reality. <laughs> Let me tell you, the journey of unlearning, relearning, and learning, it's real. And I know this because I've been there. And I know that there is real conscious work to unlearn these types of thought patterns. So I really believe that when it comes to taking any kind of empowered action on the things in our life that matter to us, there is a whole lot of unlearning that needs to happen to get us to step into our fullest, most confident selves. And that's the journey that I am inviting you to join me on. Um, it's going to take a lot of twists and turns. I don't even fully know <laughs> what's, what we're going to unpack, but I am telling you, buckle up, because we are here, and, um, and the call is just way too loud to avoid you know, this journey for a second longer. So that's episode one of season three. And um, thanks for rocking with me. I can't believe we're here. We have so much more to unpack. So stay tuned because she ready. Hey friend, thanks for listening. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there. So the fact that you check in with this conversation means the absolute world to me. So I hope that you will join us each week, every Thursday, when a new episode drops. Because really, we're just here having a conversation, looking for new ways to test out how to show up as our confident, badass selves. Because when you think about it, it's all one big experiment, right? Your life can be the lab. You get to find your answer and what feels good for you. If you walk away from this podcast with one thing, let it be you feeling inspired. Inspired to take bold, empowered action on the things that really matter to you. So check the show notes and learn how you can stay more connected with all of the exciting things that Enough Labs is doing. And be sure to rate and review this podcast. You know I live for feedback. Because this podcast is just one of the many experiments that I am having a blast trying out with. And I'm just here 
to continue to remind you every week to never stop embracing how enough you already are.